Welcome to Boys and Brunch. This is the show where we expose everything going down on the timeline. And uh, today we are talking about Lil Nas X with James Charles, Monique's comments about Black Hollywood bigwigs on Out Loud with Claudia Jordan, uh, mm-hmm. Tamar Braxton and the ongoing issue with her sisters and the WeTV network, and finally how politics affect our relationships. I'm Jared D. King, and I'm joined by co-hosts Brandon Harris-Williams and Marcus Haynes. How you guys doing? Good, good. Awesome, Better awesome. after, Listen. you know, yesterday, the election was Can you feel the brand new day? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. That was like, you know, that was, it was like a climax. <laughs> Not Child. to be too vulgar, but I mean... I think there's only I vulgar. T- I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you meant it that way, so you said not to be too vulgar. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's like it was like that's kind of how it was. It was like we were waiting, waiting, like okay, let's get over it, let's let's do this, and then it finally came. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, Marcus, what's going on with you today? What's how are you? Um, I am here. <laughs> it's been a um it's it's been a rough week slash weekend and you know the current events didn't really help with that but you know what semester's almost over and i am going to rejoice and be glad in it. oh hiya yes. hey, hey as i sip my drink hey ty mckinney i see you you said you were definitely playing that song in your head <laughs> from, the, from the whiz or no i guess he said that was actually playing it so yeah <laughs> so yeah you're not alone with that um marcus what are you drinking today so i am drinking something different i went and got a tropical sweet pink wine from san antonio not texas Ooh. but the winery so okay. we're actually gonna see how this tastes this it looks pretty cool it sounds good it's very sweet <laughs> it's extraordinarily sweet my god okay okay all right are you gonna be able to you gonna be able to, to deal with it today hopefully i don't have diabetes at the end but yes <laughs> <laughs> brandon what's new with you um what is new um i've been writing more i don't know if y'all can see my whiteboard is behind me i'm kind of like mm. trying to stay in the <laughs> in front of the secret really you see all my notes I do. I do. I'm getting back to that. Finally, really getting things done. Um, what else is new? Um, I think that's it. Um, my best friend's birthday was Friday. We did a very, very small get together last night, like three people. Um, so <laughs> um, that's been about it. Okay. Okay. Did I ask I'm you good. what you're drinking? What are you drinking? No, not yet. So I, okay. So I had like Stella Rose peach and I put it in my glass, but it filled it up to like right here. It was like not enough. Okay. So then I went and topped it off with like a red ale. I don't know if y'all know what those are. Mm-hmm. Probably like the okay. best mix. But you know, we're gonna make it work. So mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I was like, my cup is not is not full enough. <laughs> All right. So uh with questionable drinks, I guess I'm rounding out the third one. Uh, <laughs> this is a a tequila screwdriver. So it's orange juice and tequila. Oh, a tequila sc- okay. okay. But mm. <laughs> we just gonna have to deal. Yeah. Um, a regular screwdriver. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I um, yeah, it's just it's not it's not working for me. I had to put a bunch of salt around the rim to try make it like, you know, work. But we're just gonna deal today. Okay. Um, but today I uh, well, I guess as far as my personal update. I've been doing a vlog. So I started a vlog on YouTube. I think, I don't know if you guys saw, saw me tweet about that or anything, but it's called mm-hmm. Bourgeois Life. So please, please watch that. Um, you know, if anybody wants to be part of the Bourgeois, please, you know, just watch the video <laughs> at me, hashtag, you know, your Bourgeois moment. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, that's gorgeous plus bougie. And I think I encapsulate that, so. <laughs> I will go. give you Gorgeois. that. Yeah. Yeah. Join the <laughs> uh, I'm going to make Brandon and Marcus uh, <laughs> Gorgeois members just because. <laughs> so it's for everyone. Part, they, well, I mean, we can, we can make it work. We can try to make it work. <laughs> uh, I guess in other news, I, uh, I did um, mention that I lost my uncle earlier in the week. 
Um, and we, I had tweeted about this uh, last, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago that he wanted to be on the show. I wanted to talk about life in New York back when he was, you know, he was younger mm -hmm. in the LGBT community. Um, unfortunately, we will not be able to get that story. I wish that I could have brought that to you guys. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it was just kind of a sudden thing. Um, and then I want to say like a couple days after that, we lost my Aunt Polly. Um, wow. So it's been, it's been a rough week for my family. Um, but I really, I just want to dedicate this episode to them. And uh, because they both watched it, they both loved it. Um, so yeah, so, you know, so before I get too emotional about that, let me just, let me talk to the viewers here. If at any point you hear something you like, please give us a heart, give us a like, and uh, I will be watching the comments and doing my best to interact with you and shout you out. In fact, if you're online right now, Please give us just give us a like on YouTube. Give us like throw up some hearts. I'm looking at the uh, live stream. Tap all you have to do is tap the screen a couple times. I see two people in Twitter. Just tap it. Uh, we'll, we'll get in a minute. We'll get in a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's start off with our first topic. Uh, right. And Marcus is going to appreciate this. Uh, we're going to talk about Lil Nas X and James Charles. <laughs> Uh, a couple days ago, Lil Nas X of Old Town Road fame reposted a picture to his Instagram stories that got a lot of the girls talking. It was a picture of him sitting next to YouTube beauty vlogger, famous YouTube beauty vlogger, James Charles, presumably as a guest on one of James, James Charles' videos. Uh, if you don't know James Charles for his makeup skills, you may have heard of his major drama involving other superstar beauty vloggers, Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, and Toddy Westbrook. I think I got the name right. Uh, but, there's neither, but that's neither here nor there. Twitter responded with collective angst. So I do want to just launch into this with Marcus's perspective. He had a pretty strong reaction. I think we, I think we all did. But uh, I do want to ask Marcus, what are your feelings about this this, I mean, really, it was it was just a picture, but a lot of people are drawing conclusions from that. So, what are your what are your thoughts? It's more than just a picture. It's what the picture represents. It's okay. it's, it's the, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like um, for me, it makes me nervous because I really like Lanaz. Like I, I really I really like him. I like his music. I like you know what he represents. I like what he stands for. I like a lot of the things that he does. But something I have noticed is that maybe it's because he's young or you know whatever what have you, but he is he can sometimes be a clout chaser. Like we saw that with him like running up behind Nikki um after you know he was caught up quote unquote exposed for the little um the stamp page he had. And okay. We see this now again with, um, with um, oh boy, um, James Charles or what have you. And it's just like, I've seen what happens when male rappers start to chase clout. Like this is gonna be one of our topics later. I don't want this to happen to you. And it makes, it makes me personally, it makes me nervous because this is someone who I actually like. Um, and I'm just like, I see the path that we're going down and I really want you to stop. <laughs> I got you, okay. Um, and could you, I, I guess, could you speak to like, what, what path is that? Could you spell that out a little bit? Yeah. Um, the path of, um, insert offset meme here, doing anything for clout, you know, like you out here, um, you know, because you know, like you can't get away from the racist stuff that's surrounding, um, oh boy. Like you can't, you, you, especially with someone who's as on the internet as much as he is, like, you know, these type of things and you're doing this chart, like, um, for what? Like, what benefit is this to you to be on this racist? Well, okay, to be on this man's show. You know what? What are you getting from this? Like, why are you bringing yourself down to this level? And why are you risking all the backlash that's gonna come with it to be on this person's show? Got you, got you. Um, so you brought up the racism. Mm -hmm. So I want to just spell that out for the viewers. Uh, so at 17 years old in 2017, James Charles made a racist joke on Twitter saying, quote, I can't believe we're going to Africa today. OMG, what if we get Ebola? Um, prior to that, according to Teen Vogue, he'd made posts saying more racist things, including Mexican in Instagram slave and stupid Indian man. 
So he got dragged then and apologized. Uh, and most recently, he's been dragged for a couple of videos, one where he's imitated Rosa, um, the girl who was like, everybody would be scared here, um, or like, open your purse, like that open one. Open your yeah. purse. Yeah, so uh, with, uh, so he had like a heavy Latin accent or make-believe accent. Um, and there was another one where he was in a club singing along to Sweetie's My Type, and some think he didn't censor himself when the N-word came up. Um, watching the video, I personally didn't think that he said it, but it's it's one of those uh, gray areas. Uh, but Brandon, how does that, like, does that impact your opinion of the situation at all when you hear that? Um, all right, so I don't know much about him, like, before we, we were going to do this. Um, I just know people typically don't like him. It's like, it's weird. People get a lot of attention to things they don't like, and I'm just not that person. So <laughs> I just was never really interested. Um, I think for me, I was more so nervous. I think someone's like, you know, this is a very popular person, and so why are we associating ourselves with them? Is it just because they're popular to get that, those more views or whatever else? Kind of, I guess kind of some of the markets are saying, or is this a genuine kind of a collaboration kind of a thing? You know, I just don't necessarily trust James' motives because I don't really know him that okay. way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like on some level, he when he did his when he did all those those tweets and stuff he was he was in high school not to excuse it and not to say that he's changed but he had apologized for it and now i mean i guess i guess with the with the rosa thing that's that's um that's not really sensitive but i think you know it's it's easy to kind of recreate what people are doing on tiktok that's what people do on tiktok they just basically steal what other people are doing and they recreate it for themselves mm -hmm. um so i don't know is there any is there any leeway that we give james charles for now i mean as far like is do are we are we still are we still gonna be upset with him i think i was hey Trey. <laughs> yeah, i'll mute my mic because they're coming, <laughs> coming down the street <laughs> um, it goes back to like I think I've said this on this show before. Like I have no problem saying that oh this person has changed, but my thing is mm -hmm. you got to show me that you actually changed. And I think yeah. particularly with um, old boy, like you did all you made all these racist tweets, all these you know things back in the past. Which okay, you know you were a child. We can kind of all right, fine. But you're still doing the same stuff now. Yeah. And you call yourself having apologized. So to me, that says that you have absolutely not changed and you still hold a lot of these views that you did. So while I would maybe have given him some kind of leeway or some kind of, you know, grace because he was a child, you're doing the same things that you're being on age. So also too, I think if you said he was what, 17, 2017? Yeah. So that means he's was, 20 now. Yeah. So it's like I don't he's still young as well. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I got, say he could not have years. changed. Yeah. Right, but I'm also just like him as a a person. He's still very young as well, and I know that's a big that that gap is that that age range. I guess is very much so like learning and growing and mm -hmm. or growing up or not or you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't mm -hmm. know if he could have gotten there yet. Okay. Um. So my thing with Lil Nas X, I just I feel like I can't really give him any leeway of not knowing what the deal is with James Charles because like like you said, Marcus, he's very internet savvy. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, to my knowledge, he had some involvement with the whole emo black thought scandal on Twitter. He did. I forgot about that. Right. So that was another thing. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, the e emo black thought was basically a viral Twitter account that everybody followed that they thought that was tweeting from a black woman's perspective. Um, and kind of making a lot of a lot of viral tweets and comments on, I guess I don't know, was it was it pop culture and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everybody kind of followed her. They they had the had trust in the emo black thought, but then it came <laughs> out that that account was run by a man, a black man. Um, but still, and I think you know they had had a relationship with Lil Nas X. Is that? True. That was that was what I think a lot of us were led, kind of led to believe that okay. um, they were kind of fooling around, but I don't think anything was really confirmed. Okay. Okay. Um. So
So, like, where where do we where do we leave off with Lil Nas X? Like, are we still fans of his? Are we still with him? Or are we just kind of like keeping an eye on him? Is it just are we pulled back a little bit, or are we completely like, nah, we not we not rolling with you anymore? I mean, but he's still young as hell too, though, because like, I think he's only maybe twenty one, if that. Like, so I don't know. I think I don't I don't have as many expectations for children. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, Marcus, how are you feeling? Because I know, I know you were a, I know you were a fan. Um, I don't know if are you, are you still a fan? I'm in distress. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I had legitimate, I legitimately forgot about that. Um, and that does for me, that does kind of give me a bit more pause because I think it just kind of adds to the whole. Well, I ain't gonna say it adds to the cloud chasing. But um, it does kind of give me a pause with like, you know, like you starting to become kind of like a pattern of like problematic stuff. Mm. Um, I still like him. I still like his music. I'm going to be clear on that. But I, I I think it does kind of add to the list of like, oh, you kind of fucking up. I need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I I I'm personally am at a am at a wait and see place. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna cancel him immediately <laughs> just for being on a channel with James Charles. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I am. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm too forgiving of of things. I don't know. But I'll, I'll I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see what else happens. Yeah. Because, but I think the other point was that there were so many other black mm-hmm. queer makeup artists that he could have done this with that why couldn't you have hooked up with them i mean i personally i feel like Lil Nas x is probably is probably a bigger star than james charles i don't know yes. but i feel like he is um yes. <laughs> and so he really could have pulled anybody up if he wanted to um and done yeah. something on their youtube channel but and that's cause, i'm sorry yeah no I was just gonna say, and and that's part of the thing. Like you're clout chasing, but you have most more, more clout than most of the people you're chasing. Like I don't understand, um, <laughs> because like, okay, I'm not gonna go down that road. But like, <laughs> what road is that? The old town road. The old town road. Yes. <laughs> Touche, Brandon. You just saved Marcus from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, like you have more, you have more clout than most of these people. Like you don't need. The extra celebrity, you are a bigger celebrity, and maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe he hasn't realized that yet. Like maybe he hasn't realized like just how big of a celebrity that he is. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So uh, I've got uh, Mama Shay on YouTube is saying Lil Nas X likes the sh- shock factor type of stuff too, um, as we've seen with a lot of the costumes and stuff that he does, especially and even with the Nicki Minaj Halloween costume. I mean, we knew that was gonna be talked about. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens next. Uh, so I want to move into our next topic, which would be Monique versus Black Hollywood, uh, on an episode of Out Loud with Claudia George, actress, (laughs) actress Monique talked about her issues with some of Hollywood's top players, specifically Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey. If you hadn't heard, back when the movie Precious was making the rounds, Monique was effectively blackballed in the industry. This was due to what many said was her difficult personality. She was asked to promote the film at the Cannes Film Festival, but declined when not offered compensation. Since then, she says Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah all privately said she did nothing wrong, but had a different story in public. During this latest interview with Claudia Jordan, Monique slammed them all for not publicly taking a stand and having her back. Monique tried to highlight Oprah's hypocrisy in taking a stand for justice with Breonna Taylor, but not her, saying, quote, as you took a stand for our sister who was murdered, you took part in murdering my career. So I want to jump to Brandon, since he's our film guru on the the panel. (laughs) What are your thoughts about this? About the whole situation, just about or... the whole situation. Right, just pick pick a piece and and go with it. Okay, so I'll I'll, uh, Lord, um, so Precious was like 11, 12 years ago. I want to start there. <laughs> um, Monique has been doing interviews saying the same things 
for the past three to four years. Um, I think at this point, it's very clear they're not going to publicly say anything, especially not Oprah. Um, I think, because I think she's even been asked about it. She's pretty much just said, or something, she said some roundabout way, like there's some negativity coming towards me. I'm not going to respond to that kind of a thing. So it was very roundabout way because I don't think she fully addressed it and she's not going to. Um, I, I, Monique is talented and I, I get that she feels like she was wrong and she was. I don't think that she should have been blackballed if she did not want to go promote a film when she had already, that's the thing, is she already fulfilled her contractual obligations to promote it domestically. They want her to do something else internationally. She didn't want to do it because she was very busy at the time. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think this should be the one thing to hold her up. But I also feel like her delivery, I feel like her harping on it, I feel like her unwillingness to let it go with such anger and passion is not helping matters. Okay. All right. Um, Marcus, do you have any response to that? Or any, any other thoughts? Um, I more or less agree with most of what he said as far as like the initial situation. Like... I do believe that, you know, Monique shouldn't have, she shouldn't have been, you know, expected to do the, because that's really what it was, the extra kiss ass. That's really what it was. Like, she shouldn't have been expected to do the extra stuff just to sort of, like, campaign and play the game. Um, but, you know, it's called the game for a reason. And people, you know, they react negatively when you don't play along. Um, I don't think that she necessarily is doing herself any favors by still holding on to it, though I can definitely understand, like, why she is so upset about it. I think for me, um, I could ignore and be like, okay, you know, Monique is just, she's, she's going to hold on to this until they put her in the ground. But for me, the thing that kind of throws it off is when she brought, she brought in Breonna Taylor. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nothing to do with this. <laughs> not, not nothing. Not nothing. <laughs> now, see, my thing is that, like when she talked about Breonna Taylor, looking at the full interview, it seemed like, mm-hmm. I mean, because we, because, when I first saw it, it was just that little clip of her of, of mm-hmm. that quote that yeah. I that I just gave you guys. But mm-hmm. listening to the whole thing, it sounded like she wasn't necessarily trying to compare her career to Breonna Taylor's issue. I think it was more of saying, Oprah, how dare you, you know, stand up for one woman but then completely kick down another. Um, I don't think but why like I I that that would work, I think, if it was another Hollywood woman. Like, say, you know, Oprah wronged Regina King, but she made that right. And then oh, Monique's like, well, what about me? Like, no, this is a situation of police brutality. We've been protesting all summer long. Like, we're not going to compare the two. We're not going to do they, that. They have nothing to do with each other. Like, and for me, it reads like you did this just to try to dr- drive a point home. Like you're using this woman's name, like so many people have already, using this woman's, again, for clout, using this woman's name to try to invoke some sort of feeling so that people will be will be more so on your side. And while I do, again, I do believe that you got a case, that you have a reason to be mad. Like bringing up this woman that was murdered by police that has absolutely nothing to do with you being blackballed. Nothing. Nothing. Um, so I want to I want to jump back a little bit because we were talking about uh, we were talking about how this unfolded mm-hmm. and um, hey I just lost my thought <laughs> <laughs> the tequila is working y'all let me just I love it, it. Um, I'm trying to remember somebody y'all said something about uh, it unfolded. I can't get it back. It's gonna be the back initial. You talking about the initial incident initial. about the initial incident? Ball? Something oh, okay. about like, okay. So I think Brandon it was you. You were saying that she uh, she couldn't. I don't know. Okay, I'll get back. Talk about, you you talking about? Only run it I'll back. Get back to it. Stop trying to draw it out. No, don't worry about it because I'm looking crazy <laughs> right now. I'm gonna just go to these comments for a second. <laughs> Uh, so connected is hello connected. Uh, hello Joey, I see you. Uh, my nephew Joey is on as well. He should not be watching this. So <laughs> get out of the chat. Love you. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> I can't. But connected is saying uh, Monique has taken roles and projects that have been spectacular since Precious. She has a right to defend herself. Um, should she not be expected to do something with with uh, being paid what she felt she was worth? 
wouldn't you defend your brand or your honor? So let's talk about that. Do you feel like she should have? Um, no, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with her defending herself. My issue is the way that she's doing it and the way she's harping on this. Again, for the last three years, it's been these three people have been blocking me. I what, What's most interesting to me about this is how nobody else in Black Hollywood has commented at all. That's what makes me question, like, you know what I'm saying? Is it like, we don't want to take a side? Is it like, we know Oprah's wrong, but we don't want to go against her? Is it like, we know Monique's wrong, but then we don't want her attacking us now? It's, I'm just, it's very interesting to me that nobody else has said anything at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on the, on the thing of like um, taking sides or, or more so like, you know, defending your brand, I'm always reminded that, you know, that her beef with Tyler Perry and them and her beef like with Netflix, like two different, like pretty much two different situations. And mm-hmm. I think everybody, especially now, has kind of agreed that, you know, Netflix did her wrong, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's the personal nature of this one that makes people a little bit more hesitant to kind of to jump on her side. One, because, you know, people love Oprah, they love Tyler Perry, so on and so forth. But two, it is because it is so clear that she is screaming at a brick wall that people just like, okay, girl, let it go. No, and mm-hmm. it gets to the point where, you know, no matter how right you are, and again, I do think that she, is, that she is right, no matter how right that you are, if you keep screaming that you're right for years and years and years on end, eventually people gonna stop paying attention. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. Cause even in the interview though, she said she's never going to stop speaking on this until they say anything publicly. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, so you don't want to work again. Basically, <laughs> basically. Um, Which sucks, cause she's talented. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's weird, you know, okay, so this is what I was going to talk about. It was just about, you know, not playing the game. And I think when this had started, I was kind of in that space where I was like, she should really just, she really, if she wants to have a successful career, she should just, just play the game. And I think that that's what a lot of, that's what Tyler Perry leads. That's what they've all uh, said to her behind the scenes. said to her behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, her argument is, you know, the only time anything changes is when you actually stand up for they stand up to it. Uh, and so I think over time, people have come to her defense. And so now with this latest Brianna Taylor uh, quote, it seems like they're kind of swinging back a little bit. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to kind of see opinions kind of swing back and forth a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's because the Brianna Taylor thing is just too far. Like it, you, yeah. you, it doesn't make sense. Do you guys think that it's fair that she's kind of trashing the names of Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I think because I think she's hurt, and now I do think because um, more stuff has happened with her and Oprah as well. So I think that's why she feels so strongly against her because it's put some stuff aside from the precious thing. Um, but I don't. I mean, again, she can't be wrong. I can't tell them why they're wrong for their feelings being hurt, or they're wrong for defending themselves. Um, it's just this like girl they're not right, right. going to acknowledge anything I'm kind of at the same place I'm like you know she has a right to her feelings and you know but I, I, I also think that there has to be some understanding of their position as well um, and they can't necessarily I mean and maybe I don't know are they big enough to just stand up for her and it, and it actually means something uh, without them losing, without them being blackballed themselves, um, I don't know. Uh, but obviously, I mean, I don't know. I think the fact that they haven't said anything is the obvious answer to that question. Um, I'm so, surprised Tyler hasn't said anything, but I feel like he hasn't said anything because someone's in his ear. Okay. Okay. Tyler, Tyler isn't a damn fool. Like he's I, Tyler not- is what? Uh, I said, I said, Tyler, is, <clears throat> Tyler isn't a damn fool. Like he's not going to, you know, sabotage him. I'm gonna say himself, you know, by speaking out of turn or putting himself in a position to but where his he people are trying against him. But I think though that he's so far removed though, because he kind of like does his like Hollywood's here, he's over here, True. or you know, maybe over here. But you know, <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> him speaking out to me wouldn't throw me. I don't think that would sabotage anything. I feel like people are probably telling him though not to say anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing some comments here. Let me just run through a couple real quick. Mama Shay saying it's got to be maddening to be victimized and no one will acknowledge it. Uh, like uh, like y'all said, 
like say y'all did it and you're over it basically just just cut it um they did what they did it's fair um ty mckinney on uh twitter slash periscope is saying that part oh no that part but i don't know what he was responding to but he said (laughs) she's she's letting her pride get in the way of her purpose (laughs) yeah uh hello hello angie kiss my cheeks i see you i see you here um Okay, so I had another point to get to. Uh, her husband, Sydney Hicks, criticized the Black community for, mm. I see you, Brandon, I see your face, Brandon. <laughs> criticized the Black community for accusing Ice Cube of allowing himself to be used by Donald Trump, but also being mad at Monique for not allowing herself to be used by the white Hollywood industry. Uh, I'm going to mute my... I have another train coming by, <laughs> so excuse me. Um... I think her husband is the issue as well. I think a lot of people have an issue with him and it's so wild because I think they kind of even addressed that a little bit in the interview. They were like, well, some people say your husband is difficult to work with. People don't want to work with your husband, whatever. And she was like, well, no, he's got me some of my best deals. I know that he has my back 100%. I'm never going to get rid of him. They just don't like seeing a strong black man defend this strong black woman. And it's like, girl, if everybody's telling your husband the reason why you're not working, maybe it's asking me to go get another job. Like, just get you some manage. Like, do y'all not want to pay the bills? Well, this, in this, fact, that's what throws me with like yeah. a spouse representing the talent. I'm like, okay, so if the talent is not working and you work for the talent and y'all live together, who's paying the bills? Hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is doing points, that? points made? Points made. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because I think Monique had even said that that was Oprah's. Thing. She was like, she need to get away from your husband. Or somebody said, I don't even know if it was over, but somebody people, said that she no, needs to get away from your husband. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 And they're not wrong. <laughs> He's off putting. And that whole Ice Cube thing, it's again, this has nothing to do with this. Right. Right. <laughs> and see, what it is, what I like listening to, to, both, to both of those statements, to be honest, Taylor thing, and then bringing in Ice Cube. To me, it's clear that y'all are trying to rile up Black folk to rally behind you. For, you know, for whatever reason, maybe you feel like if enough Black people stand behind you that, you know, that maybe um, Tyler Perry and them will say something. But the way that you're going about this, people can see right through that. Because people immediately see this ain't got nothing to do with what you're talking about. You're right. trying to make it, but it ain't working. Right. You're right. It's like, what is the most current event that we can Latch reach on to. out exactly. and make mm-hmm. this? I hear, I hear what y'all saying. <laughs> Uh, time to keep saying, do y'all not want to pay bills? Those residuals from the Parkers must still be coming in. So maybe, they maybe. From Netflix. They probably open the deal. That's pretty penny from that. Uh, so I want to move into our next topic, though. I want to talk about Tamar Braxton. I want to talk about the Braxtons. Can we talk about the Braxtons? We can. <laughs> we can. Y'all need to give me some excitement here because I'm not feeling. I mean, it. it's it's not that we don't want to discuss these things. It's just that maybe <laughs> so layered and nuanced. It's a little heavy. And... It's a little heavy. And um... then and then this my drink is not helping the case. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it better, but it ain't. It's all good. <sighs> so the new season of Braxton Family Values premiered this week, but not everyone was happy. When the trailer was released, <laughs> Tamar Braxton wrote a series of angry tweets claiming the network, WeTV, was still using her for a storyline despite being off the show. This is all in reference to Tamar's suicide attempt that she thankfully Ooh. survived this past summer. Uh, in an interview with Out Loud with Claudia Jordan, yet again, shout out to Claudia because she's Claudia's all our she all the interviews. interviews okay? on, <laughs> Look, everybody was talking about the election, and so we had nothing else to talk about, so we had to go to Claudia to like, <laughs> <laughs> and she came through. Yeah. So, in an interview with her, yet again, Tracy, Trina, and Tawanda Braxton, Tamar's sisters, who were also on the show, claimed that they didn't speak for Tamar, but felt it was disingenuous to have something so tragic happen and not react to it. They said they did not tell Tamar's story or speak for her, but only spoke for themselves and how her actions affected them. Tamar has since unfollowed her sisters and her mother on social media. Um, I'm going to ask Marcus... Oh, do you think <laughs> do you think WeTV was wrong for making this tragic moment a part of the show? Yes, but what what are you gonna do? Like you 
you can't deal, you can't have, you know, this um, show about these, this family. Somebody in the family has this huge um, traumatic, you know, event that shocks them to the core and ignore it. Like in a perfect world, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be trying to make money off of, you know, her um, trying to commit suicide, her suicide attempt. Like we wouldn't be trying to make money off of that, but we're not in a perfect world. And these people got a show to make, like it's messed up. It is, it really is. But you can't pretend that they are going to ignore the fact that, oh, my sister just tried to commit suicide. Like, come on. Exactly. I think that, because I think Tamar has said, what I'm, okay, I'm most confused because I know they were filming last year. I think Trina got married last year, but I don't know exactly when they stopped filming, but I know she said she finished her, whatever, I think with them last August. So I think she hasn't been doing anything with WeTV since then, or maybe with the show itself. So I think I'm confused. I, she might have a point depending on like if they had to go back and add extra footage or do whatever, then that makes sense to me. But I think it's like you're saying though, you've been on this show 19 years because Rex and Vibes has been on for a long time. Yeah. And you're one of, you are the quote unquote star of the show. Um, and so you're no longer there because she was like, well, nobody, no other show talks about people who aren't there anymore. I'm like, that's not true because Bravo <laughs> TV loves the flashback. I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> but it's also thing too, is like, like you said, though, they're a family. So you can't have one of the five sisters, you know, something happens and you don't address it. Y'all talk about everybody else's bad days as well on the show. So sadly, this is your day. And I get it. It's a very traumatic event. I get it. It's very personal. It's embarrassing probably to some level. It might, you know, be more triggering for them to do it again. And they definitely did use it for ratings in the trailer, but Mm. you, you, you cannot be so naive to think that they would not have discussed it at all Mm -hmm. when you're the rest of your family is on the show. Right. 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 Like maybe at best you could have like, you make, make the argument for them. Like, Oh, well y'all are, you know, like hyping this up as this is much watch TV because you can, you know, understand Mm -hmm. the backstory to a suicide attempt. But I feel like she would have had the same reaction if they had talked about it at all. And that's just unrealistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, some some different uh, opinions in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angie from Kiss My Cheeks TV is saying, we TV, no, the family should have said no comment when it comes to the suicide attempt. Um, Mama Shea says, we TV could have said our best mm-hmm. wishes to Tamar. We support her and want to respect her privacy. Um, I agree with the with Brandon and Marcus here. I have to go with I have to go with you guys on this one. Tamar, while not necessarily a part of the show anymore, this was she she brought her family into a reality show. This was her baby. This is her as far as I exactly that. It was so she brought her family <laughs> into the show. And now you're off the show, but this is something that impacted them. And I feel like if they handle this correctly, it can be, it can be, it can be done, but you know, they just won't, like they said, they won't speak on your side of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if, if, if somebody, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how you get away from it. You know, I just, don't, I don't know you how don't. you get away from it. I mean, like, I, I, I think if you're if you're doing a show, I mean, I think even from the network's perspective, it's like you kind of have to have some realism. You have you can't not touch on it. Uh, exactly. Now, if it if they indeed did add scenes, add footage to it, and it had already been filmed, they could have done you know a special like a one hour special with the sisters if they wanted to do that if they want to talk about it or they could have waited until next season to talk about you know mm-hmm. whatever happened if it, if the if the season had already been well, filmed done. right so i mean but it's I not get the that. first that's time what though, tamar they... is saying go I'm ahead Brandon. i was gonna say it's but it's not the first time they've gone back and added things and that's what they did this time okay yeah no i, I mean I, I i guess so i guess so I don't know. Reality TV is weird because part of it is just like not reality. And I think I've been sitting here trying to think like, what would that look like if, you know, when whether it be this season or next season, what would that look like when, you know, the time calls where we know in the timeline they should be talking about, you know, um, the suicide mm-hmm. team. Like, what would that look like on screen if like everybody said no comment? 
I'm, I'm just one- though. It'd be disingenuous. It wouldn't be real if they didn't speak on it. And I, I also, I also feel like that would probably, that would honestly probably, I feel like that would also turn off the audience because they would like, as much as we can, you know, try to be like, oh, well, people, you know, don't care about that. No, they do. Like, they, people would talk, tune in for that. And if people know that, hey, this is the time where this happened and ain't nobody saying nothing about it, no, nah, this is fake. I'm turning off. Right. There, I mean, there's a certain integrity that the show has to uphold, I guess. Um, so uh, let me ask you guys, is Tamar taking things too far in terms of her anger at the network and her sisters, as far as unfollowing her sisters and her mother? Um, where, do you, where do you sit with that? I don't think so. Because I think they even asked about they like, well, we still talk, you know, offline. And they all said they understood, you know, sometimes you just get sick of seeing whatever on your feed, your timeline, your dashboard, whatever. So she, they were like, they also said that she's done it before. <laughs> so she might do it again. Um, they were like, to them though, social media doesn't make or break their relationship. So I don't see an issue with it. Mm-hmm. If you're still communicating outside of that. Agree. Like, I feel like social media is your personal space that you cultivate the way that you want it to. There are people who I like and, you know, will have um, conversations with um, in real life that I just don't want on my social media feed. Um, I think people people can be different on social media than they are in real life. So that's one reason. And then two, it's really, it's really truly not that serious. Mm-hmm. Especially in this case, because these people are blood related. <laughs> like you couldn't get away from them if you tried. So y'all don't think she's taking anything. She don't, y'all don't think she's taking it too far. She just think it's just Tamar I, being Tamar. Because okay, I well, personally kinda, yeah, yeah, that Tamar being Tamar. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I think, I mean, like <laughs> you unfollow your family on like and I understand like my thing is no it's not that serious because you're blood related you still have each other's numbers and you can still call and talk or whatever but we know I mean if you watch the show we know how they are they will go they will not speak to each other for a while um if they're upset with each other um so I mean you're you're not unfollowing I mean as far as far as we as far as we know she's not unfollowing a whole bunch of other people she's unfollowing her family it's not like mm-hmm. she deleted social media. She unfollowed mm-hmm. her family. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different. Yeah. So it's like, well, what are they haven't said anything? They're just they're still on the show that you created. And you're upset with them for talking about their feelings about a certain situation. So mm, okay. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> go ahead, Marcus. I think because we know that they go, to, you know, stretches of time without talking to each other, I think that kind of really just underlines like that the social media thing isn't really that big of a deal. Because if they're going stretches of time without talking to each other in real life, you know, social media is really nothing. Like a social media I'm following is, is really nothing. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think, so, um, oh, go ahead. I think, too, the, the thing that's most interesting is this, they've been doing reality television for, again, like 10 years. I think you. I think probably every person probably gets that moment. They're like, I don't want this on TV, but this is also what you've signed up for. Like we said, oh, this is what you created. So that that sucks. That this is what comes with that. With like getting the this easy money or this, you know, what I'm saying, hanging out with my sisters on TV. It also comes with the fighting with each other for the world to see. It also comes with these moments that you don't want us all to know about or share that that are shared because this is part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so we have we have a lot of comments about this, <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I feel like we're on the opposite side of our viewers, which is uh, interesting. Um, so Angie is saying they need the money, so they need the show, but they have enough drama between them uh, where the discussion of suicide did not need to happen. Uh, Mama Shay is saying I don't want to see people capitalizing on my mental health. Protect your peace by any means necessary. Uh, we have somebody on our side, Ty McKinney. Hey, Ty. <laughs> Tamar can be dramatic at times, but she's... Oh, no, wait, no. He said she's right in being combative against the network. So never mind. He's not on our side. <laughs> but I also... There's also the thing, too, is like, last season, though, I think ended with the whole Iyanla thing. No, not the Iyanla thing. I think it was Iyanla, and then they had a big blow-up when Trina got engaged or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the sisters are already, like, fractured probably when filming or whatever started. And Tamar is part of that fracture. So even if they are on the journey to getting better, if this is happening on that journey, you got to discuss it. Because say, you know, one week she might be fighting with somebody and the next week everybody's like all rallying around her. We need to know why you're rallying around her. Why are you guys good this week? 
well, last week you were just fighting. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what other comments we have real quick just to round out this uh, topic. Connected thinks the drama is BS. This particular issue I don't think is BS, but a lot of the other drama, maybe it's a little bit played up for the cameras. But that's why we love reality, or that's why I love reality TV, because it's just, it's dramatic. What can you say? <laughs> I've always believed all of their fights. I don't... <laughs> you don't think, you think their fights are fake? I think they're very dysfunctional. I think they're all very real. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're very dysfunctional. I think. Yeah, no, I think they've, they've got a, they've got an interesting dynamic on that show. It's interesting. Um, so while we're talking about su- suicide, I want to say if you're thinking about suicide, or you're worried about a friend or a loved one or would like emotional support, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or visit the Lifeline chat. Uh, the crisis text line can also be reached by texting hello to 741-741. So now let's move into our last topic, which is politics and relationships. So okay. this will, I think this will be an interesting twist because, you know, I really <laughs> don't like to move into politics on this show. But because of the week that we've had, I feel like there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's no way that we can not talk about it, you know. So, uh, so I've tried to put a boys and brunch spin on this to make this a little bit lighter than the deep, deep politics talk. Uh, so just yesterday, we emerged from what felt like the longest election ever. Joe Biden beat Donald Trump with, and will be the 46th president of the United States. But in the past four years, something has changed in America. We've become much more divided. Where we once could tolerate, listen, and even love one another, despite our political differences, we are now so quick to judge and dismiss. This has been illustrated in the relationships of high-profile celebrities like Lil Wayne and Lady Gaga. Lil Wayne recently came out in support for Trump, which was reportedly a big part of his breakup to the model Denise Bedeau. Uh, in one of Trump's speeches, he trashed Lady Gaga, and just too late, two days after, her father tweeted support for Trump, saying simply, Trump 2020. Uh, so I think it's accurate to say that all of us in this show, Brandon and Marcus, that we're part of the political left, correct? Just confirm that. Okay, so could you ever be in a relationship with someone who is more conservative? No. <laughs> and why or not? not? I can't be, I can't, not a, not a, not, not a Republican, no, of that part. I don't, <laughs> I think, because I mean, I, I can be conservative about some things. Um, I think though, it, it comes to a point where it's like, okay, you can't, like you say, not a Trump, Trump or somebody who's clearly a bigot, who's clearly all of the phobias, who's clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the isms. Like, no, this, this does not work. So, no. Okay, okay. Yeah. And Marcus? Um, simply because this just, that's just not the way that I move. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I can't, I can't deal with someone. Clearly, I can't deal with somebody who's, I'm say who has racist views. Clearly, can't deal with one who has homophobic views, even self-hating ones. Clearly, I can't deal with transphobia. I got too many trans friends and family members. Like, no. Um, so a lot of that stuff is fundamentally against who I am as a day-to-day person. So when we wouldn't work on that, on on that sort of scale. And then also like something that I'm finding more and more as they show these people online and on the television. How these people really? They're not. They, they're not that smart. Stop and, the count. We're already waiting. <laughs> <laughs> or they just straight up can't count. I hear you. <laughs> okay, so I can't. <laughs> I have a confession to make. I cannot count for my to save my life. I am a. I am a writer. I am on the strict end of the writing side. I am like. I am horrible with numbers. But, but yeah, I mean, as far, like, as far as having somebody, being with somebody in a relationship, I won't necessarily say no to somebody who's a little bit more conservative, but it really depends on specific issues, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I would expect a gay conservative to not 
be anti-trans um, or anti or anti-gay. Um, I would hope that <laughs> it would just be more financial re- reasons, maybe um, some other some other things, maybe that maybe we could just agree to disagree on and move mm-hmm. on. But the deep issues about like identity that kind of th- like you know like like who i am as a person um the black lives matter movement uh you know uh the roe v wade you know the the pro choice can be with all lives thing. matter gay you can't do that no what about blue lives matter Mm-mm. no it's not. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, i need some stronger than this wine <laughs> <laughs> But it's so, I mean, you know, and, and I, I really have, like, I don't know, I've kind of exemplified this in my past relationships. I've been with, I've been with a guy who was, like, pro-Palin, in fact. And, yeah. <laughs> I know I y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I forgot she existed, I, just, I ain't gonna lie. Right, but, and, and, <laughs> and even that was just like, all right, wait a minute, like, how wow. far are we going with this, you know, so... Okay. It was, it was, it was different, but I should, I mean, that should have been, I mean, obviously I'm not with him anymore. So that should have been like the first sign. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I mean, I, I could have been, go ahead, Marcus. No, I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like it is, uh, you know, um, I think you make a good point that there are kind of like levels, I guess, levels to conservatism a bit, because, you know, if we look at just black people in general, a lot of, a lot of us are conservative to, uh, you know, to an Honestly. extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some things that, you know, we all have different lines. Um, because like, I know I, I messed around with a dude, I ain't gonna stay straight up dating, but I messed around with a dude who just was vehemently against, you know, anything other than like cisgender expression. Like he didn't like drag queens, um, didn't understand trans folks, so on and so forth. And that was, for me, that was a big one, one of the big reasons why I kind of had to kind of like step back because it was so strange to me to see um, somebody gay who just didn't, who that was part of their conservatism. So I think like that level is just, it's, it's, it's beyond what I can tolerate. Mm-hmm. But now that I sit there and think about it, you know, I feel like as sad as it is to say, if you're with somebody black, you're gonna have to deal with some level of conservatism just because of mm-hmm. the way that a lot of us are raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because a lot of black people will be Republicans if it wasn't for the blatant racism of the party. So, honestly, <laughs> uh, the chat, the chat blew up. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, they got their their torches and pitchforks out for Jared D. King, y'all. Uh, oh no! <laughs> you be with the Palin supporter? Is that what it is? <laughs> Mama Shay is like bestie. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Man, uh, and connect to say pro Palin, you poor thing, Lord. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> what can I say? I was younger. I wanted, I wanted to be in love, and you know, I'm trying to be open. I'm trying to not be so, so closed off to certain things. You know, so mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of, kind of my mindset going in there. I mean, I think um, now. Now, I mean, like Trump is Trump uh, for me. A Trump supporter is like a non-starter because mm-hmm. he's a different kind of Republican. Um, but even if you were a little bit more conservative, um, I would have to investigate that a little bit more before I decided to see you consistently. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what about if you have conservative views in the family? How do you handle that situation? Let's go with Brandon. Start. <laughs> as far as what, like, you have family members that are, like, more conservative? Yeah, yeah, family members are more conservative, but you can't necessarily get away from them because they're your family. So how do you handle you that You can situation? distance yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, have a, I have a cousin who's pretty um, hotepish, mm-hmm. or, you know, and I'm just kind of like, okay, you got it. Like, I'm not even, because it's like certain people, you, like, you try to have a conversation with them, you realize they're not listening to understand at all, or they've already have all of their arguments lined up, or whatever. So, you're like, it's fine, whatever. So, you protect my peace. I just don't even 
don't engage in anything remotely political. We'll only talk about family things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even that is dangerous to Yeah. But see, it's like, and I think some people will try to argue that you can do that with your relationship as well. And you're saying that that's not, well, it's not ideal, of course, but it's. Uh, I think, but I think it's different, like with the relationship, most times though, you're trying to like merge lives together versus like a family member if you're an adult they live where they live you live where you live so you don't have to even really deal with their okay. politics or whatever on a on a day-to-day <clears throat> basis kind of a thing gotcha yeah like i look at it this way you know you if you distance yourself from your family members you're estranged if you distance yourself from your relationship you're broken up like it's 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 a it's a different level for me and i think kind of bringing back up the example that you brought up like when you have the situation of you have someone who has talked down about your daughter and then you go back and support them, you know, it's like, okay, you know, clearly you made me no good. So I'm, I wash my hands of this. Um, <laughs> but if this had like, you, you can do that and still, you know, move about your life on a day-to-day basis. If that was to happen with someone who you're supposed to be, you know, dating, living with, what have you. You know, we got a problem because you're in my house and you have these feelings or you're seeing me on the regular. We're having sex and you have these feelings. This is not going to work. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Okay. So, I mean, I guess specifically about these instances that I brought up, like, how do you feel about uh, Lil Wayne and his girlfriend? And okay, go ahead, Brandon. Okay. Real talk. Can Lil Wayne vote? (laughs) You know, actually, that and was I just, a thing online. People were saying you can't really, vote. <laughs> and I, I don't know if people who can't vote should be endorsing politicians one way or the other. Mm. I feel like that makes hey. it worse because it's because <laughs> if you can't vote and you still sitting up here throwing your support behind this politician, you trying to get your fans to do that, and you know, fuck you for that. Mm-hmm. Or especially somebody who is bad as a Trump. I got to say back yeah, because I think I would be mad if he was like were Biden Harris. So I think it's just because of who. <laughs> who it is December so so yeah it's for what though it's like I can't vote but if I did this is what I would vote for why do we need that information <laughs> Brandon you're hilarious uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Lady Gaga and her fa- and her father because I feel like that was I feel like that was um, I feel like that was the definition of shade right there because it wasn't it wasn't pointed. It wasn't like an F you. Like it, Donald mm-hmm. Trump said something about your daughter. And then two days later, you go and say, you just tweet Trump 2020 out of nowhere. And we know Call what you're talking about. Like, Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the level but of cuss out of which you have never seen before. Because right. were they, so were her and her dad, were they in a good place that we know before this? Or... Yeah, from my knowledge, they had. I mean, I've seen that they that he said that they have a very easygoing kind of relationship, um, and that you know she bought him no Oreos for Father's Day or something like that. So it's a very, you know, it's a very <laughs> kind of easygoing kind of relationship. They, they're not uh, in a bad space, but um, they are now. Right. Um, I it's it's been a minute since I followed Lady Gaga for real, but I remember she used to talk about her dad. You know, like I think she she talked about him specifically in one of her older songs. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, she talked about how he may not have been like the best growing up because he had his own own issues, or whatever. But she kind of mm-hmm. she she built enough of a relationship to want to you know kind of to bring them together. Because um, mm-hmm. I think Speechless was basically about you know trying to convince him. I think it was to stop drinking or something to that effect. So they had a decent enough relationship, but this is so direct, so pointed. That it's just like, okay. oh yeah, no, you don't care. You don't care shit about me. Yeah, no hard. Yeah. <laughs> um. So in Joe Biden's speech last night, I don't, have you guys? Did you guys watch Joe Biden's speech last it. night? Yeah. Okay. So he spoke about the end of demonization of one another. Um. Do you think we can get back to being more civil to one another? And like, what would that take? I mean, because because right now, okay. So basically, no. I mean, if you hadn't seen, if you hadn't watched the speech, maybe I have to spell it out. <laughs> but <laughs> but basically, he, he said, you know, we we are we're kind of battling each other from from two different sides. There's 
like, and I, I guess, I guess I can, I guess I can speak to my own view is that, you know, prior to Donald Trump, it's like we'd have an election and we'd get really heated during the election, but then we'd die down and then we'd be America, right? We'd kind of be one people with our little, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be constant political rhetoric all the time. And I feel like where we are right now, okay. So I okay. So <laughs> I uh, I would say that maybe eight years ago, I think Obama's second term definitely kind of like ignited some things. Okay. Or his second like election, I think in like like the and then the, his term, and then I think Trump kind of like stacked on top of that. I think, but I, we've always been divided. I just think the past eight years has been getting more and more like in your face more and more like I'm bold I can do this especially when the person in office is um is uh encouraging bad behavior mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're being I think you're being generous by saying Obama's second term because I really think it's thought it was his first um I think they I think they turned it up a notch the second one I think they and, um, like, <laughs> they were like okay. oh fuck this nigga like we are like hard ER um but yeah no like I think it's really it really depends on like what perspective you're looking at because like Brandon said like we never really been just completely united <laughs> I think now is it is a lot more in your face so people are a lot more emboldened um and then you know social media again still plays a big role because anybody and everybody can share their thoughts with the world so we're seeing, seeing a lot more through that but I didn't see the speech, but just hearing him say like, oh, we need to, I did hear him say, you know, like, um, I, um, we need to basically reach across the aisle and, you know, we need to stop being each other's enemies. I'm like, ah. No. Oh, what's so wrong no. with that, though? That's what I'm trying to understand. Because, I mean, he's even, you know, Mama Shea saying there's no common ground for me with someone who literally thinks I'm less deserving because I'm Black. Okay. Like, okay. and I get that. I get that. But not everybody who's a conservative thinks that way. Okay. I don't think so. More. More for most of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like you kind of... Think... Go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, I think he has to be more inclusive because he's the president-elect for everybody. So you have to appeal to everyone now. I get that. My issue though is just Democrats in general are more like, mm-hmm. we'll be the bigger person. We won't really do that. And it's like, well, y'all keep losing. So maybe I just <laughs> underhanded some shady shit and make it right. Like, fuck. call up Liv. <laughs> get some shit going. <laughs> get <chat>. command. <laughs> I knew that was going to turn you up. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, like, it's, mm, I feel like it's, it's this kind of, it's this kind of thing of where you have to really, it's just not realistic. Like, and what um it reminds me, it reminds me of a quote that like um Crystal said from the read. It's like, you know, that's that's to be like, oh well, we can stop treating these people like enemies. And I was like, that's that's just the widest thing. Because just like what the um what the commenter said, like, what common ground can you make with someone who looks at you and says that you you are lesser, like you don't matter. Like right. and especially a person, yeah. Especially <laughs> all of us as black queer folk, like no. <laughs> Rich across what? Hell no. Okay. Okay. So so what I'm hearing is that there's really only there's really only we're really only gonna be button heads. Yeah, I think because the right tends to view anytime we gain access or rights or privilege or whatever as taking something away from them so if you okay. fundamentally view us as less than how will we ever see eye to eye to reach across <laughs> i'm not gonna say that we will forever and always be butting heads but i think that we are not the ones who need to be making the concessions we are not the ones who need to be reaching across the aisles because for the most part we are not the ones who have created the island in the first place. I think that reaching across has to be from the other side. And until they get to the point where they feel like, okay, this is something that needs to happen, then yes, we're gonna be butting heads. 
But if, you know, that great getting up morning happens where they decide that, you know, things need to change, then, yeah, we can definitely, I mean, clearly people will be willing to reach across the aisle. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, and I, and I can feel that because we, we didn't, we didn't put ourselves in this situation, um, black or gay people. So specifically with our experiences, mm-hmm. um, I would say, I would say even, even women as well, or immigrants, Native Americans. Right. Everybody who's not a straight white man. Basically. Um, so anyway, I mean, I just, you know, I, it's just, it's, it's scary to think that we can't, we can't get out of the, the warring scenario. It feels very combative. Yes and mm-hmm. tense and I don't like it and I wish that it wasn't that way but I mean that's that's where we are and unfortunately I mean you know that's right true. is right and wrong is wrong so I guess maybe you know hopefully hopefully Joe Biden can be somebody who kind of pushes us forward a little bit yeah I we mean I'm gonna do his job for four years and then we can get somebody else yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Woo, child, you just got some angry um acts just at that moment. No, anybody... n- nothing against him, but he's like 78, 79. This man's not gonna make it eight years. Like, let's not play. It's not, it's not. Well, it's not go to the next thing, please. I hope he does. <laughs> and I'm not, I want a Democrat he... to replace him. I just don't. I don't see him making. I got, I got what you're saying, but <laughs> I think he's going to run for re-election. I don't Child. see him not running for re-election at 82. Okay. Please <laughs> go to the next topic. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. We don't have any more topics. <laughs> we're over time. <laughs> I don't even know how far over time we were. Uh, we're in like two. It's two oh seven. We need to let these people go. <laughs> So okay, but well, I just want to say my last thing. I just want to say our last thing. I'm just gonna skip past that. <laughs> it's just funny because I feel like we're in we're living in a macro version of Mean Girls. You know the scene where she like threw up the uh, burn book in the hallway, and then the whole school was starting to fight each other. I feel I like that's where we are right now. And I hope at some point we are able to calm it down and not end up in some kind of a civil war or something because of our views. I hope we're able to to talk to each other. That's, mm. that's just my hope. Um, so with that said, <laughs> the three of us <laughs> live on Twitter. So please follow us if you want to continue the conversations had here and to get to know our viewers better. Uh, I'm at Jared D. King on Twitter. Brandon is at Just Call Me Otis. And Marcus is at Loose as a Deuce. Uh, <laughs> if you need to figure out how to spell deuce, uh, then it's D U C E, or I have those links uh, in the show notes on YouTube. Uh, if you enjoyed our conversation and want to see more, it's absolutely necessary that you let us know. Like, share, subscribe, give us a podcast review, and please show us some love. It's our lifeblood. Uh, so. With all of that, with all of that great conversation we had today, uh, until next time, please raise your glasses, everyone. Until next time, be careful what you say because the boys will brunch. Take care. Take care. <laughs>